Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Welcome back once again to the Corner of Truth and Courage. This is the second installment on the divisions that's in our country. I've been talking to you about the trends that are killing America. And we as Christians need to be opposing these things. We need to be standing against them. The Bible tells us very clearly in Matthew chapter 12, verse 25, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. One of the ways that America can be assured of its own destruction is if we remain divided. And we're being made to be divided about race. And we're also being made to be divided about the economy about our and they're using it through our uh, politics we have the issue of the the haves and the have-nots those out there who feel they have an entitlement to take what belongs to other people and this is a growing trend that is taking place in our country today and it's in our political system we are so divided more than we've ever been in our lifetime. Now, there was a time in our country when here in the United States we had a union, a union on the main ideas of the American dream. We had largely a two-party system since the beginning. And although we've been largely split over where the bulk of the power and control should be, should it be in the states or should it be in the federal government, that was pretty much the division in our political system for a few hundred years. And both sides, though, had the same aims, to protect and enjoy our faith, our families, and our freedom. And when we had a crisis, we had wished that our man was in the president's chair to lead through that crisis. But both sides wanted that man to succeed, no matter who he was, whether he was of your party or of another person's party, because his success was success for the whole country. But that's not the case today, is it? Our political system here today is where one side wants the other side destroyed or dead. And the fact is is that neither of us can trust each other. No matter what side of the aisle politically you stand on, you hear these people talk and you don't trust them. Corruption is deeply entrenched in our government today, in our political system, and it seems like those who are wicked and evil never get prosecuted. When they get investigated, measures are taken by the investigators to safeguard them and protect them from prosecution. And certain ideologies that our country was passionately against and stomped out, these ideologies are now cherished and cheered for and propagated amongst the politicians of our nation. And it is dividing us deeply. And practices that we used to go to war over, certain ideologies that we said, this is not going to be tolerated in this world, and we will fight to the death to end these particular ideologies to protect the things that we value in this nation, our faith, our families, and our freedom. These very practices 
that we used to go to war against are now being performed openly in our government and in our streets. And for decades now, our schools have been lost to those who teach these ideologies. And our children have been brainwashed now for a few decades. And the main ideology, if we could boil it all down, it has different names. I I didn't see this enemy for a while. I was so focused on Islam, and that's still a credible ideology that is destructive to our freedoms, to our faith, and to our nation. And we must be alert against it. But I'm here to tell you there's another desperately wicked ideology that has been growing, and it's all rooted in the teaching of a man. One man taught it in the name of a religion. That was Muhammad. Another man teaches it in the name of a political system. And his name was Karl Marx. And there have been disciples of him who have taken his teachings and have fashioned it in different political ideologies, in different forms, in different ways. It's all still from the same offspring of Karl Marx. You might call it socialism, or you might call it national socialism. That's, by the way, Nazism. That's exactly what Hitler was doing, was national socialism. That's what Nazism means. And can you believe it? There are people here in our own country saying that's exactly what we need here. Then you have fascism. Then you have communism, which is the non-diluted version that you could closely get to Marxism, brought to us by Lenin. I'm here to tell you it's all out to destroy capitalism, to destroy the opportunity of people's uh, uh, right to own property and the right to pursue their own happiness and to have their own belongings. This idea of Marxism wishes to take that away. Now, there have been prophets here in the United States who have been working towards this. Uh, Richard Cloward and his wife, Frances Piven, were greatly instrumental in teaching this in our schools in the 1965. He was inspired by the Watts riots there, and he wrote his book, The Weight of the Poor, A Strategy to End Poverty. So it's the idea, oh, we've got to help the poor and stuff. And how do we do it? We take away from the rich, from the ruling class, from the privileged. Over 300,000 copies of his book is sold. It's still being studied today in our schools and in our colleges. And he was a big fan of, of Saul Alinsky. Saul Alinsky was a self-proclaimed communist, a Marxist. He wrote his book, Rules for Radicals. By the way, guess what his adoring student uh, was? Hillary Clinton. She wrote her senior paper, her, her thesis on Saul Alinsky and his ideologies and his rules for radicals. And basically, you read these rules of radicals there, published in 1971. Uh, I, I don't want to take the time to go through all these things, but it is a... If you want to be informed and understand how the other side thinks, and you can see exactly how they're operating because they're following these things, Antifa, BLM, all these groups out there are following these same methods that were taught by Cloward and Piven, by Saul Alinsky. You had one who exercised it. His name was Professor 
Bill Ayers. Well, he's now a professor, but during the time of the weather underground, he was involved in the 1969 uh, bomb of of a Chicago uh, statue, which was dedicated to the city police. March 6, 1970, uh, three members of the Weather uh, uh, Underground, his girlfriend, Diana Alton, was his girlfriend. Terry Robbins, a good friend of his there, both were killed as they were building a bomb. Um, In 1970, Ayers bombed the headquarters of the New York City Police. 1971, he bombed the United States Capitol Building. 1972, he bombed the Pentagon. (laughs) Talk about an enemy of the state. And now today, he's a teacher. He's retired now, but uh, a teacher in colleges, in universities. Um, and and if, if you look very closely, what were they following? They were following exactly the same tactics of the 1966 Chinese Revolution that brought in Chairman power, Mao into power. It was enacted by the youth, by the young people who were undiscerning. And, uh, and eventually brought about the death of over 60 million people. Stalin, through his ideologies of Marxism, 40 million dead. Uh, Pol Pot, 1.7 million. Kim Il-sung in North Korea, 1.6 million. We could go on. Over 105.6 million people have been killed through the practice of communism. National socialism, 30 million. Fascism, almost half a million. I'm here to tell you folks that this ideology is all rooted in Marxism, and that is what is being bred in our country today, where the have-nots want to take away from those that have. You don't have rights to your property. We have the rights to take it from you because you have oppressed us. You're the privileged, and you should be ashamed of it, and you should give to those who you stepped on their backs in order to get to where you are today. Even though you may not have done it, your, uh, uh, your fathers did it, your grandfathers did it, and you're going to pay. You need to give us what is deserving to us. We are entitled. We are now in a divided nation politically, and it is, it's in the streets, it's throughout the country, and it's going to continue to remain unless we eradicate it and start educating our children and educating our nation to the truth. Now, let me get to the Bible here. This is truly Marxism. You break it all down, you boil it down, get down to the root of what it's really teaching. It is the breaking of the 10th commandment. The 10th commandment in Exodus chapter 20, verse 17, tells us, Thou shalt not covet. Don't covet what, is, what belongs to someone else. This is a heart issue. Don't desire within your heart, within your life, to have what belongs to someone else. Your neighbor's house, don't, commit, uh, don't covet uh, your neighbor's wife, their manservant, their maidservant, their staff, their ox. They don't take, uh, to cover their animals, uh, their ox or their ass, or anything that is thy neighbor's. But that's exactly what Marxism does. It desires to have what belongs to someone else. And they teach the idea, you're the victim. And these are the oppressors. The oppressors have taken from you and they teach the black people here the color in breaking into the division of color. You have been oppressed, and one day you need to overcome your oppressors and make them your servants. Make them pay. Has anyone ever explained to you what the difference is between jealousy and envy? There is a difference. 
They sound very close together, but there is a difference. Listen carefully. Jealousy is when a person wishes to have what someone else has. They look at what they have, and they're jealous for it. They wish, I, I, I would like to have that. But envy is slightly different. Envy is wishing, wishing, you know, you don't have it. I mean, they've got it. You wish that they don't have it. So jealousy is wanting uh, what you have, what someone else has, and wanting it or desiring what someone else has. Envy is wanting to take away what another person has or desiring to take away what belongs to someone else. Whether they get it or not doesn't really matter just as long as they don't have it. That's envy. Jealousy is desiring it, wanting it, wishing for it, hoping for it. But envy is a little further. Desiring that it's taken away from the one who has it. Whether you get it or not, just to make sure they don't have it. And this idea of Marxism and the jealousy and the envy of wanting and desiring what, ha- what belongs to someone else, even if it means taking it away from them, just to even the scorecard, that will be enough. And this division is destroying our nation. Oh, how we need God to reign once again in the halls of our legislation and in our schools and in our homes. And may God be glorified again. Christians, we've got work to do. We can no longer be sitting on the side, shaking our heads, saying, this is terrible. Someone ought to be doing something about it. We need to start getting involved. That's it for today. Join us again tomorrow at the Corner of Truth and Courage. God bless you.